If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences for women within the culture in hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. What's up, everybody? It's your girl Jazzy Bell here, and you are watching Women in Hip Hop Podcast. And today is going to be an amazing show because I have an amazing guest. She hails from the one and only ATL Shout It. <laughs> she is one of the thriving uh, female rappers in the game, and her name is Kaluminati. Hey, Kaluminati. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm excited to speak with you. Um, you know, on this show, I've interviewed everyone from the vets to women behind the scenes to women in front of the camera doing other things outside of rapping like a, a Wendy Williams or anybody like that, right? So with this particular episode, I want to shed light on the up-and-coming girls that's doing their thing, that's making noise in these streets. And I came across you, I'm not even going to front, just recent, and I was like, where the hell have I been? Like, <laughs> Shorty is dope. So listen, let's get right to it. First of all, your name, Kaluminati, all through your body, flow like a 12-gauge shoddy. Like, soon as I hear it, <laughs> period. Yep, that's exactly where it came from. Let's talk about that. Break down the science, just in case people don't know the reference of your name and where it came from. Okay, cool. Well, this is actually going to be the first time I ever speak on it. So here we go. What a better, you know, platform but here we go so i actually made up it was an instagram name at first before i even started making music i had an instagram account and my teacher was like a really big tupac fan like eighth grade and he always used to play the Kaluminati song like that to back to back so looking at it i was like this looks so cool i think i want to make this my username but me being like a kid at the time i spelled it wrong and then i ended up going viral and that's just how it ended up staying so that's why it's spelled incorrectly but it's pronounced correctly but yeah it was inspired by tupac the Kaluminati song shout out to my eighth grade teacher um yeah that's where it came from what is uh, your eighth grade teacher name shout him out Oh, his name is Mr. Champion. If you're watching this, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Champion. And how old were you? I have no idea. I just remember I was in the eighth grade. I'm not really good with ages. No, that's fine. So, listen, I love that because, so were you, did you end up becoming a fan after Mr. Champion kind of put you on and was constantly playing that song? Did you dig deeper and do some more Tupac research and like his music? No, I should have, but me just being so young and like a big Nicki fan, I just kind of like my attention span went elsewhere. But I should have and I will in the future. That's fine. That's fine. Now you're only 22, correct? Yes. But you're not new to this. You're true to this. Like you said, eighth grade is when you got the name. But I read somewhere that you started rapping in the seventh grade. Is that correct? Um, honestly, I'm not gonna hold you. I've been rapping like as a hobby my whole entire life. Like I have a YouTube video, like a very embarrassing YouTube video when I was rapping <laughs> with my cousin and we were like kids. So I've been doing it for like a really long time. But professionally, I just started probably like four years ago. Okay. Do you remember your first rap you ever written oh. and recited? 
Oh my gosh, I do. The first rap that I ever like put out like on social media and SoundCloud, it was mm-hmm. called Killer Mob City. And it's so embarrassing till this day. Cause I thought I ate that up and I did not. But I do remember, unfortunately. <laughs> Give us some bars. Give us a little bit of what you remember of that song. Um, okay. So that whole song, I think I started like the opening line was how's how your chain real, but you can't get it wet. We ain't talking Twitter, but you know just where I'm at. And I thought that was, like, the most hardest opening line. And now that I'm looking back, it's like, okay, all right, maybe not. Listen, I'm not bad at that bar, okay? How you okay, thank you, is- thank you. <laughs> how you think your chain is real, but you can't get it wet, okay? But that's how yeah. it back in the day. Because <laughs> they didn't want to get their chain wet if it was fake, especially if the diamonds gets cloudy. I got that. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Okay, now let's talk. I got to get to Black Wall Street. Like I said, I know you're not new to this, you're true to this, but I just got wind of you and it was due to that song. And then we'll talk about how afterwards, like I was referencing Tupac, I ended up doing my research after listening to Black Wall Street, but Black Wall Street is such a dope, dope record. Talk to me about how that came into fruition for you. Um, okay, Black Wall Street was actually not supposed to be a finished product. It was more of like an idea when I first started because I was going through like a catalog of beats and that was like the last one. And I was like, I really didn't like it, but I was like, I'll just try to do something to it. It's just sitting here. So um, I went in and I made a reference and everybody that was in the studio with me was like, oh, wait, that's actually kind of hard. You should finish it. You should finish it. So I ended up finishing it. And that's like how it came about as far as like the name Black Wall Street, like what made me name it that um it was like more so comparing myself to being young and black and having money like black wall street just being successful mm-hmm. on fire and really paid like black wall street because you know black wall street unfortunately burnt now but i'm also on fire as if something is on fire like my name is hot so that's where it came from i like that you broke that down perfectly i mean one of my favorite lines is if you wasn't so intimidated maybe you can learn from me <laughs> like- right very true People take intimidation the wrong way. I'm not intimidated by people I should learn from. Yes, yes. Now, again, after I did my research, I did find other songs that I love. One, in particular, single, featuring your girl, Amaretta, another ATLian in the building. <laughs> One of my favorites also. Oh, my God. That song is so dope. I just love how you guys bounce off of each other. Um, I also came across Rules. Okay. Which I think sounds amazing. So, Talk to me about all of that, because I also came across the rap compilation on YouTube, which I was like in awe watching. It was like a 10-minute video. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do. (laughs) So basically, the beauty behind rules and single, those were all like, um, they came from a compilation, so they weren't real songs. It was when I wasn't professionally making music. Those songs just went viral on the internet, and I turned them into real songs for just like consumer reasons like they just wanted to consume it on social i mean on more dsps so that's really what pushed me to like put it out was like my fan base um yeah single is actually one of my favorites aside from rules rules will always be that girl but single is also one of my favorites to this day because it's kind of like a feminist song like it battles the double standards and at the time i didn't realize how much we were like putting on for everyone else because when we make songs we just make it to our own personal you know, life. So mm-hmm. when I seen how big it was, and people to this day come and tell me like, oh, single's helping me get through so much trauma in my old toxic relationship. It's like, wow, you never know who you're representing when you're just being yourself. So that will always be like one of my favorite songs. Yes, and you said rules will always be that girl. <laughs> yeah, rules, rules will forever be that girl. 
I do want to ask though, how long have you and Marita known each other? Like, how did that collaboration happen? So that collaboration came. I've always known of Marita, but she never knew of me because I just blew up, right? So when she DM'd me, she was like, "We should make a song together." Of course, I was like starstruck. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is." This is Omarita. Is anybody else seeing this? She was like a big inspiration on Instagram, like coming up making freestyles. So she um, reached out to me. She came over my house, which was also mind blowing. Omarita's in my room on my bed. What? So um, she came to my house. We set the camera up at the time before I had any help. It was just a tripod in the lighting from the window. She came over. We wrote the song. Um, and we did the video. We put it out. I put the words on it at the time. I did closed captions due to professionalism. And that's how it went. And afterwards, we went to Linux and we got something to eat. And I think she went home. I'm not sure. But that's how it ended. And that's how magic was made. I love that story. Magic Thanks. was made. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Now, with your come up, it really sparked, like you keep saying, like on social media, like the fans, you know, YouTube, um, obviously Instagram and, and you doing the clips and all that. And a lot of people may not know, like you did all this yourself. Like you grinded it out. And a lot of people I tend, even, I feel like I've done this before, kind of get in my own way of trying to be picture perfect every time. And I just feel like from what I read, as far as like your success story was, you just did it and you put it out there and it was just raw. Talk to me about that process and yeah. how that was for you. So honestly, I'm, I'm a firm believer in what's for you will always be for you. Like I had no idea what I was doing 90% of the time, right? I just knew what I wanted to do. And I feel like when you have like a talent or you have like a passion for something or a gift somewhere you're supposed to be, it'll always work out. Like, I don't know what made me put everything on SoundCloud or anything like that. Like no one was telling me, I just knew what to do. So it was just, it was kind of all just like one big good luck streak. I'll put it like that. That's a blessed streak, baby. Like you said, it was for yes. you. That's, that was God working through you. Like I said, you didn't even know, like, let me just put this on SoundCloud. Let me put it out there. It just all worked out. Um, that's why everything, as far as your steps, like it was lined up that way for you. So now we hear about your come up. You thugged it out on your own. Independent artists just putting it out there. Now we got Generation Now. Now we got yes. a Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Records. Now we lit, 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 lit. <laughs> right. Shout out to Don Cannon for making this interview happen. Shout out to Royce as well. And shout out to the Grammy Award winner, DJ Drama. DJ Drama, crazy. Super right. crazy. How is it working with these guys? And tell me how you was able to connect with them and them sign you. Like, I would love to hear this story. Okay, so back to the internet phase, right? So um, after I dropped the songs, like I made them real songs, I dropped them on DSPs. They started charting. Out of nowhere, I was like number three, number two on the hip hop charts. So of course, after that, I started running into like multiple A&Rs, but I didn't have a management. My Jew is just me and my mom. So the management referred us over to someone at Generation Now, and that's kind of like how I met them through like an A&R. Mm. And from there, it was just history. But working with them is like phenomenal, so like eye opening. Because mind you, I came from not having any type of professionalism at all. So it was just cool, like being able to see like how legendary people work. And it's been an experience, and I'm so grateful for it. And it's awesome to watch firsthand. 
Yeah. What's the best advice you've gotten so far with just like having all this professionalism, like you said, around you and all these vets like Canon and drama in your ear and having your back? Like what are some of the best advice you've gotten? Best advice came from Canon. Don't be afraid to make mistakes because I'm, I'm really a professionalist. Like I don't do a lot of things. I don't even really put out a lot of music due to the fact of how much of a professionalist I am. Right. So he just gave me advice. Like you can't be afraid to start. You can't be afraid to try. So I don't know if you knew, but I always kind of held on to that because I was like, okay, that makes sense. Okay. But yeah, don't be afraid to to start to even try. Don't cut yourself off before you start. I love that. Yeah, I did see, I don't know if it was an interview or maybe, I don't know, you was talking and you were saying how uh, rules in particular, you had to do it like over and over because you wanted to be perfect and you wasn't editing at the time. So it was like a bunch of one takes, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but you was like that 45th one just took off. You was like, forget it. <laughs> yeah, that was so crazy. Like, just imagine, like, if you mess up one time, that's the next 45 seconds of your life. All energy all over again. So it's just like, yeah, glad I didn't give up, right? Here we are. Exactly. But I see what you mean as far as, like, being a perfectionist. Now, recently you did Roll It Loud in South by Southwest. Yes. Talk to me about that experience. How was that for you? Um, Rolling Loud, I was really nervous. I'm not going to hold you. I always, I have really bad social anxiety, as weird as that may seem, right, due to my career. But I do, and it happens. Mm-hmm. But um, I went, I performed. It was great. It was everything that I worked hard for, I feel like. Um, it was so much fun. The atmosphere was great. South by Southwest was really cool. You know, like, being um, inside so much due to COVID, it was actually kind of cool to go out and, like, see everybody, have a nice time. I had some really good street tacos. I think that was, other than Rolling Loud, that was, like, the highlight of my whole entire trip was the street tacos. But, yeah, 10 out of 10, I had so much fun. Well, what was the big surprise for you? Because, like I said, me catching wind of you recently you know, I'm happy I did, but I know there's so many people out there that probably did as well. Who would you say you were surprised that knew you and knew your music? Did you come across that yet? Um, not at particularly this Rolling Loud, no. Maybe some other Rolling Louds I've had similar experiences, but I'm always pretty, like, shell-shocked by, like, people that come up to me afterwards, because I don't know. I don't really pay that much attention to myself. I'm not really, like, self-centered. So for other people to come and tell me, like, hey, you're really dope, like, the feeling that you get running into, like, the new fans that you just, you know, earned from performing is always, like, really dope, and that's always, like, really cool. So meeting new fans was, like, the highlight of the trip, other than the street tacos. But yeah. I could imagine, I always envision being an artist and like being on a stage rapping and being shocked. Like, wow, y'all know my lyrics like verbatim. Like, yeah. And it's so fun always running into my supporters. Like when I was in Rolling Loud, I get really nervous. So I try to like lock in on one person, but I ended up seeing like a group of people that I interact with all the time on Twitter and they actually showed up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, we're in here. The gang is all here. So it was pretty cool. And I know that takes away probably some of your anxiety and you just feel at home seeing familiar faces and fans. Recently, speaking of fans, because recently Cardi B went off on social media, right? And you already know more success, more hate. And I wonder for you, being young, being beautiful, being successful, being talented, how do you deal with the hate? Because I know we all deal with it. It all, you know, comes with the job. How do you handle that? Um, I kind of don't. I'm not going to hold you. I'm very avoidant. I don't put my, um, <laughs> I don't really put as much as my opposite. I mean, as much as my music screams the opposite, right? I don't really put a lot of my energy into negativity. I try to like 
personally, I'm gonna put everybody here on game, right? What I do every time I get like a good message or something that just resonates with me that makes me feel better about myself, I screenshot it and I have a photo album in my photos called like good vibes and I just go through all the screenshots of nice things people have said about me. So whenever I do come across a negative comment, that's most likely where I visit after I see it. Come on, maturity. I need to take heed to that myself. So you screenshot the positive comments and you made an album of it and you focus on that to outweigh the hate. Yep. Cause it's yep. <laughs> Super dope. I'm taking that advice right there. No, definitely. Run with it. Do as you please. It's it's like a really good self-esteem booster because they're all genuine people commenting it, you know? Yeah. And speaking of self-esteem, another thing that was talked about amongst the girls in hip hop was um being confident within your look. And Nikki recently um, complimented Koyla Ray about being very self-assured about how she looked and not feeling like she had to get a BBL or anything. And she didn't say BBL, but just saying, you know, when I was starting off, I wish I had that type of confidence. Um, did you ever feel the pressure or did somebody ever make you feel the pressure to alter yourself in order to fit in? Um, no, not to sound like unaware of my surroundings, but I'm a very like tunnel visioned person. Mm. So I kind of like am always focused on me and how I feel about certain things. Like I appreciate other people. Like I've never looked at someone and gotten intimidated, right? So mm -hmm. I've always appreciated and look what I can learn from things. But no, no one's ever made me feel like I needed to enhance my body in any way. If anything, I appreciate everyone else who does. Yes. When it comes to your look, right, and your stature, just being a woman in hip-hop, what would you say are some of the biggest obstacles you dealt with that you had to overcome? Hmm. I'm not going to hold you. My life is pretty peachy. <laughs> I don't really had, I haven't really had any, other than just, like, growing up, I feel like that's the only obstacle I had. I'm pretty mm -hmm. cool. I'm pretty chill. Nothing, nothing, really. Everyone's pretty cool. Okay, good. Because I know, like you said, maybe like you said, growing up, but like girls coming to this game, just being a male dominated industry and you again, being beautiful and looking a certain way. I don't know if, um, be, like for me, like when I have to deal with other journalists, it's like just being respected and such like, oh, do you really know your hip hop? Or like yeah. you interview these people, you know, just dealing with that and just being like underestimated in a sense. Yeah, so. I know I dealt with that and I know a lot of other people do. And I always wonder, speaking with someone, especially younger in this male-dominated industry, have you dealt with that? But it's good to know it's peachy for you. <laughs> Very peachy. <laughs> Very peachy. Now let's talk collaborations. I know earlier you said you mentioned Nikki, you love Nikki. I've seen your freestyles. You mentioned Nikki and your flows. Talk to me about your top five favorite female rappers. I know we got to get there, but top five. Oh my gosh, did the live in? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, we're good now. Okay, it, it, cool. Sorry, someone called me. But um, top five collaborations. Hmm. Okay. I'm a, hmm. I'm a bit of an alternate music listener. So my responses may be not as mainstream. But I really like Jaden Smith. I feel like Jaden Smith is so cool with his visuals. I feel like me and a Jaden Smith visual would just be top tier. Jaden, if you hear this, come scoop me up. I want to I wanna be in the Tessie. Um, yeah, Jaden Smith. <laughs> Jaden Smith is so awesome. I think he's cool. I really am a big Drake fan. Um, Drake is awesome. That's, like, really, really far away, though, so I'm just going to throw that out there and close my eyes and run away from it. But Drake, for sure, obviously, 100% Nikki. I love Nikki. I think she's awesome. 
Um, I'm also a big Chief Key fan. I feel like that would like heal my inner child. I feel like that would be really cool. Eighth grade me would would be totally excited about that. Um, another oh, also like Meek, Meek or Lil Wayne. My mom is from Philly, so I grew up listening to Meek Mill, which is so crazy because DJ Drama did like an album for him, and it's just awful circle. But um, yeah, Meek Mill or Lil Wayne. I know you said five, but I'm just gonna put them in the same category to squeeze it in. Okay, now that was a five collaborations. That was that was good because that was a, actually another question. But do you have a top five female rappers? Female, female top five definitely. Um, Nikki, I said. Who else do I listen to? Actually, you know what's so crazy? She's not like is a big artist yet, but we actually have one on the way. Her name is Shy from the Tray. I think she's really cool. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. So that's like one that's actually happening. I think Coil Ray is awesome. Mm. Who else? Who else? Who else? There's so many. Ah, I don't want to like miss anyone. Erica Banks is awesome. I think she's cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Who else? Who else? I like Asian Doll. Asian Doll is great. Wow. Yeah, that'd be hard. You two on there. That would be hard. I feel mm-hmm. like she's really versatile. Who else? Dream Doll is cool. Okay. Yeah, I think aesthetically that'll look good. You two next to each other doing y'all thing. I love yeah. that. Dream doll definitely. She's really cool. I met her in person. Very pretty. Great vibes also. Nice. We love a good Pisces. Um yeah, that's all I can <laughs> uh, Yeah, we love a good Pisces. That's all I can think about, like off the top of my head, but definitely more to come. I will say listening to um Black Wall Street, I could hear Beyonce on that song with you. I wish. I wish come through Queen B. It was something about the way that song starts. I was like, wow, it's reminiscent of a Beyonce record that I really, really think that would sound good. Okay, this is my confessional. Before I end my confessional hour, where I just ask a couple of questions, and it usually warrants one-word answers. You ready? Okay. Okay. What is Kaluminati's biggest pet peeve? Copying. Ooh, copying. Like outside of rapping and, you know, what you like to do for fun, what would you say is your biggest hobby? Sleeping. Sleeping? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, this is for the people out there. Single or dating? What are we doing? Um, single. Do you have a type? No. Is there a celebrity crush? If there was one celebrity crush, who would it be? Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Now, I'll take that as your type. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Now, lastly... Any girls coming up in the game that's aspiring to be Kaluminati and any other rappers out there prior to you all, what advice would you like to give them? Um, hmm. To push out as much content as you can. Like coming from being a result of just putting out content, don't underestimate the things that aren't as big as they could be. Mm. Like putting out YouTube videos or putting out TikToks, like don't underestimate it. I think you only need one piece of content and you're pretty much solidified for the rest of your life. But look at how many one hit wonders there are. Like, I feel like don't overlook things that you can easily get in contact with. I love that. That's some great advice. Thank you so much, Kaluminati. Now, listen, before you leave, anything you want to let the fans know as far as upcoming music, album, performances, what, what you got coming up? 
in the pipeline. Um, <laughs> coming up, I have a few songs, a few music videos, and a lot of stuff you'll just have to wait and see. I like to be an element of surprise, so yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for this interview, y'all. Make sure y'all check her out. Follow her at Kaluminati. It's already going to be at the bottom of the screen, so I don't need to break down the spelling, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will talk soon. Thank you so much. I love this interview. No problem. Thanks for having me. Appreciate being here. Yes, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences for women within the culture in hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.